man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face. Pitch to Walter, looking for the record, cuts back, he's got it! Historians may debate whether Chicago's defense was the best unit ever to play the game. Go Bears! Welcome to the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000. Here are your hosts, Jeff Miller and Dion Miller. We've made it. Week 18 is finally here. It felt like a long time for some folks, Dion, but apparently it also felt like it went quickly. It was... T- Am I on? It was, it was touch and go a little bit midseason. No? I mean, I wasn't sure we'd make it. Well, we were... The plan was always going to... We were going to make it. We were going to be here for you. We were going to... Talk about the Bears, no matter what the situation was. But it certainly, at points, was a drag. And yes. I think today the real focus is in a game where there's a not a lot on the line. Actually, I don't know what's on the line if we had to really Nothing. drill down. Because the Bears don't have their first overall pick, which they've traded away part of the Justin Fields deal, to the New York Giants, who, boy, that was something last week. Wow. Huh? Wow. At least we're not the Giants. I think is that like what we take from that? That's the rallying cry. <laughs> it could be so much worse. It could be so much worse. I mean, not that much worse. I mean, it's it's bad. That is bad. Yeah, that's a that's a flailing organization. Not that the Bears have any real foundation right now. Yeah, but so <laughs> there's something to look at and be excited about in Justin Fields. But of course, this certainly feels like Matt Nagy's last game as the Bears head coach. Uh, nobody at this point, I think, expects him to retain his job at this point. That would be a shocker. Yes. Um, Deanna and I will be on tomorrow, too, by the way, from 12 to 2, as we're doing the Bears Bonanza here on ESPN 1000. <laughs> is that what we're calling it? That's what uh, Danny Zetterman is dubbing it, Bears I Bonanza. It. I love it. We are going to be live at 5 a.m. Cap and Jay Hood are going to get started early for you. So whatever happens, we anticipate, of course, Matt Nagy being let go. And I think the real question is, what is Ryan Pace's future? Because I am baffled by the continued reports that he is going to be retained, repurposed, I, I, Ele- elevated, elevated. I mean, dare we say elevated? He should be in charge of exactly nothing, hiring nothing. It, the only capacity I want him in is to quietly build a state of the art stadium in Arlington Heights. That's the role I want him in, not hiring not firing, not drafting, nothing. If they want to truly change Mm -hmm. what has gone on, you have to truly change who is in charge. From the top down, I think Ted Phillips needs to go too. I think that that needs to be the sweeping change that happens here. So this is where we get into the problem with a family-owned team like the Bears are with the McCaskies. Yeah. The truth is, I think they want to win. But the problem is... Where is the urgency to make the changes to go out and find the people who can get the job done when for the entirety of your life you've been a part of the team and as much as you may want the win, again, if the, if the checks continue to cash, you know, they continue right. to clear from the NFL, the reality is that even though you don't like to be 
hammered in the media by us, hammered by your fans because of the ineptitude that you've put together. At a certain point, though, you have to ask the question, I don't see the urgency from any of the McCaskies because if there was, the idea of Ryan Pace retaining his job wouldn't even be on the table. No, no, it shouldn't be. It should not be on the table based on the the evidence of the last seven years. The, the fact that here they are again looking to hire a new head coach. And how can you bring in any new head coach and keep Ryan Pace still there and expect it to go differently. I just and I, I, I understand and appreciate that the McCaskies want to win. Clearly they want to win. I mean, clearly they do. And and yes, I want them to be a winning franchise, but they have to they have to change what has gone wrong so consistently for that. It's it that's they've been in this flailing and mediocrity for entirely too long. It is time to start from the top, start fresh. And, and change the culture, change the message, change it all, and, and get this team back in a winning way. And so, listen, again, that's going to be the focus today. 312-332-3776 if you'd like to join us here on ESPN 1000. Jeff Miller and Deanne Miller with you until noon, up until kickoff. If you want to talk about the Bears and their current situation, how do you feel about finally likely cutting ties with Matt Nagy? But the possibility of Ryan Pace staying, is that something as a Bears fan you can wrap your head around. Can you even um, can you be okay with that and see a path where they can get out of the doldrums where they're at right now? If Ryan Pace is retained or elevated, which just is insane at this point. That's insane. That's insane. Listen to what we're saying. Like it, it's crazy. You know what's unbelievable is that in 2014, the very last game of the Mark Trustman era. At Minnesota. In 2017, the last game of the John Fox era at Minnesota. So now we're here for the end of Matt Nagy. And and who's been here through all of that? I mean, Ryan Pace came in right after Trestman. Trestman, yeah. Right? Yeah, Fox was his first, quote, hire. Hire, And that's something I'd like to discuss as well. I mean, what what was that? And even even Andy Dalton is starting today. mm -hmm. And Nick Foles is backing him up. Another piece of evidence... That the GM needs to go. Yeah, there's very little positive on Ryan Pace's ledger. When you look at the few good draft picks that he's made, the truth is when you've run seven drafts, you should have some hits. Yes. And the reality is that when you really look at the hits, Eddie Jackson's a really nice player, right? Yeah. But you've paid him now, and since they've paid him, he hasn't been as big of an impactful player that he was when he first play that at that level to get that contract and i'm not saying he's bad but of course the tackling has been an issue and he hasn't had the opportunities to create those big game-changing turnovers that he once did so you're paying him at that elite level so he yes. he needs to perform so as good of a pick as that was in finding eddie jackson it's still not as it doesn't stand out the way other GMs can make impactful plays. I love Roquan Smith, Dion. He also was the eighth overall pick in a draft, and he plays middle linebacker in a league where the impact of that position has been diminished in some capacity. Yeah. Like, it's great. He's an awesome player. He's somebody who um, I, I, I love the leadership that he brings to the field. But at that position, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. He needs... Guys who change the game around him, right? Yes. And so that's where the Khalil Max, the Robert Quinns, 
those guys, the edge rushers, really changed the game for a defense. So for all that, uh, no, Khalil Mack, there's a move, right? Yeah. You paid through the nose to get him. Yeah. And that's still that's still the prized photo of Ryan Pace in the media guide in every week's game notes is that picture and, of him with Khalil Mack. And we love him. He's a great we do. We, he's a great player when he's out on the field. But part of the problem in going and trading multiple first round picks for a game changer like Khalil Mack is that when that opportunity finally presented itself like it did, the Raiders, he was already at the point in his career where he needed to be paid. And so that's fine. But again, this is similar to the Eddie Jackson situation. Yeah. Once you pay a player, you it's no longer, hey, look at all this extra value we're getting from him and how we can surround him with these pieces. It's no, no, no. He needs to perform at this elite level for us to even have a chance. And this is where the injuries for Khalil Mack have crept in. And I think you can fairly ask the question, how great was that deal? Right. Like the first year was awesome. It was. Since then... I think a lot of Bears fans have been wanting more from Khalil Mack. Robert Quinn's been, I, I don't, you could not have asked for more from Robert Quinn this season. However, last year he was MIA. Yeah. Whether it was injury or whatever the problems were, you know, dealing with COVID, everything that happened last season, sure. But again, that's, you know, 50% of the contract that you spent on him was kind of, again, another wash for Ryan Pace. It, it, it is. I feel like last week, and we talked about it a bit then, but just, Mike Glennon's presence back in Chicago is indictment number one. They paid him $18 million. And the contract was for longer had they not yes. gone out and traded up for Mitch Trubisky. Again, it might indictment have four, number two. It might have been $43 million if, you know, the way Ryan, uh, Ryan Pace had originally structured the deal. Glennon is, a, is not a good quarterback. No, he's not, he's not an NFL quarterback. What, what evaluation would have led anyone to pay him anything to do that position. That's A. And then Mitch Trubisky is in his rightful place as a backup quarterback mm-hmm. now. And and they they traded away draft pick. They moved up to get him. Again, another indictment on Ryan Pace. How? All right. I'm still, I'm getting fired up. Mellor, I'm getting that's, fired up. That's We're what only we 10 want. minutes in, but I'm fired up. Uh, how can they keep Ryan Pace in any capacity? He's a great guy. I appreciate their loyalty. That's awesome. Win football games. You have to change what you're doing. You have to. That press conference a year ago, yep. I'm like looking at the transcript again. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see what we have. They they thought that they would this year would would prove what they've got in the, in the organization, in the front office, built for the team. It has revealed itself. It has revealed itself. They are 6-10 and 10 heading into the final game of the season, which, by the way, I predicted a 6-11 and 11 finish this year. Ooh. I know. Slight flex. I wanted to say that. Nice. So hey. I might say it again. So I don't think they're going to win today. So here they're going to be. Six-win well, six season. I predicted 7-10, and 10, Deanne, so oh, just you so you know. <laughs> so, you know what? No, no. That's good, though. We're either, getting a tie is, today. Either way. Well done. <laughs> there you go. Ty, Tyler hits it on the head there. Exactly. That's, but either way, hopefully the uh, the pregame show will be spot on right. with our prediction, one way or right. the other. One way or the other. Unless so, that damn tie, Tyler. I know. But at the, like, there they are, like, floundering. And it's been an awful season. That has revealed itself to George, to the front office, to whoever's making this decision. Decision, that that Ryan Pace needs to be held responsible. Now, do you remember how they were so weird when asked questions about the extent of Ryan Pace's contract? Has he been has he been guaranteed something that we don't know about? They've been reticent to address the his contract at all. At all. Publicly. Same I mean they were weird about it with Nagy too, but like 
I don't think that that matters at this point. It's it's pace that I'm scratching my head about. Sure. And what does this lead to tomorrow? Uh, we all know that Matt Nagy is coaching his last game today for the Bears. That would be the stunner of all stunners if we're talking about Matt Nagy not being fired tomorrow. Right. That one at this point, you know, he's addressed it. He was now he's told us that he has not been told that, uh, he, you know, today's his last game. But we all know we can read between the lines here. The reality is that this is going to be Matt Nagy's last game today as the Bears head coach. And the only question now is, will Ryan Pace be allowed to hire not only his successor, but will he have a role in hiring the next head coach as well? No. If he's elevated. <laughs> with, listen, no, Don't De- let that happen. <laughs> Dion isn't articulating exactly how we all feel, but the real question is, are the McCaskies now finally fed up enough where they're going to go out and try and find someone? Let's try Dave, who's on I-57, wants to talk about this. Dave, you're on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show with Dion Miller and Jeff Meller. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Look, I'm uh, I'm flabbergasted. I am set aback. I'm all of that. There's no way Ryan Pace should have been retained in any fashion or should be retained in any fashion. The fact that he's had seven years and we have absolutely nothing to show for it, a bunch of first-round draft picks that are not associated with the team, a bunch of quarterbacks come and go, Everybody's excited about this kid, Fields. I don't see a difference between him and Trubisky. So where are we going? What are we doing? He's responsible. His fingerprints are all over this. It's a, it's, and he has to go. I think uh, Dave speaks for a lot of Bears fans out there. Yeah. It is absolutely staggering, the idea that Ryan Pace would be retained at this point. No. But apparently, uh, you know... According to Brad Biggs and others, yeah, it's being talked about uh, him being moved in the organization but being retained. And again, if he's being elevated to some type of president of football ops, I don't see how Gosh. he's not involved in the hiring process of both his predecessor and the next head coach of the Bears. That feels like a huge mistake. Yeah. We, we will continue to talk about it. 312. He didn't win a playoff game, no. Jeff Miller. No, he did not, Deion Miller. He did not. And I have to use been, your full name for they've a been, fact. They've been, they've, been, they've been in two during his tenure. And two. one was, all right, fine. They qualified as the seventh seed against the Saints. Nobody really expected a win. And no, that no. one played out ex- exactly as the way a, we yes. anticipated, right? And of course, the double doink, I, I'll say it now. Because I said it during the season, I believe it was first against the Lions, but then against the 49ers when Cody McParkey was missing critical kicks yes. during the 2018 season, I was saying they needed to find a replacement kicker. Because the worst scenario in my mind was if they allowed themselves to bring him into the playoffs and he cost them a critical game. I was saying this during the season, Dion. It played out exactly yeah. as in our worst nightmare. And sure enough... Ryan, that's on Ryan Pace, too. It is. He signed Cody Parker, Parkey, and then he decided to stick with him when it was apparent that he wasn't up for the, the task. And they were under, like, some disillusionment that they were truly one kicker away from a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. And that, that turned out, here it comes, the heavy sigh. I feel it. It's coming. Go ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. And, I knew it. And, and they're telling us that he might be back. I just... Boy, what? It is going to be an interesting what? 48 hours here in Chicago as we wait to see how this unfolds. 312-332-3776. Plenty of callers want to get in. We'll give you your chance to sound off here next. Also, if you thought it was bad that they're considering bringing back Ryan Pace, well, 
we were enlightened by a story of a Bears great who got completely insulted. We found that out within the last week. We'll share that with you next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. You're listening to the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Here are your hosts, Jeff Meller and ABC7's Dion Miller. Welcome back to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show, as always, presented by 3Chi and Valparaiso University. I'm Jeff Meller. Alongside Dion Miller, don't forget, we're back tomorrow from noon to 2. We'll be preempting Greeny as we go all loco all day, reacting to the Bears changes that we are all expecting to come down. But will the changes be enough for Bears fans as we all await to see what Ryan Pace's fate is? Let's check in with Dan, who's in Arlington Heights, wants to weigh in. Hey, Dan, you're on with uh, Meller and Miller. What's going on? Hey, guys. So do you remember the press conference after, I believe it was Tressman got fired, and someone asked George, hey, George, what, is, what does Virginia think about everything? And then he just goes, oh, she's pissed off. Right. Uh, I mean, where is, where is she right now? Where if she saw, I mean, besides, you know, a few years older, I think she's about to turn, you know, 100 next year. But, like, if she's really that pissed off, don't you think that would empower you know, her son to maybe make some changes, some actual changes instead of just the same old, same old. So, I, I mean, I agree with you, Jeff, we were saying at the top of the call, it's like they're cashing the NFL's checks. They can be the laughing stock. They're, they're old money. Um, I just don't think that there's going to be any kind of meaningful change. And I wish I could say that wow. this pace move, the reports of this pace move shocked me, but they, they really don't. I don't think she's all that pissed off. I think she's just, you know, a 99 year old lady. Yeah. No, I, I like, I think you're, I think you're probably right on there, Dan. Yeah. The truth is that um, when George McCaskey mentioned that and, you know, uttered she's pissed, uh, it's been a bit of a running joke, the it, reality it is, right? Because yeah. as pissed off as she was, sure, the 2018 season was nice, but we've been over that too. And, by the way, um, I should mention we've gone, uh, you know, it's the Bears pregame show, so that's why. But Vic Fangio has been fired by the Denver Broncos. We got that news about a little less than an hour ago. So um, Bears fans, obviously. But I think Vic Fangio helped kind of really lead the Bears. He was a huge part of that 2018 season. And he was appreciated, Dion. Yeah. But I don't think because it was Matt Nagy's uh, first year as an NFL head coach, I, think, I don't know if it was really understood by Bears fans, how critical Vic Fangio actually was to the success of that season. I think they realized it once he was gone. Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I I love Vic Fangio. I loved what he did with that defense. They loved playing for him. And I, I mean, I remember when he was being interviewed and rumored to be a head coach in Denver and all these other places, I'm like, don't go, don't go. And and I, I think that there's been buzz all over the um, socials today that bring back Vic, bring back Vic. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't be mad about it. So the obviously it would be likely that bringing back Vic would probably be as a defensive coordinator yes uh, unlikely that he would be a head coach right after you know it unfortunately didn't work for him in denver although i will say even though denver didn't stack up a ton of wins in his two-year run there the truth is that like he never had a bad defense i no. think it was they were always a proficient defense it was the problem the problem was you know 
whether it was, um, you know, John Elway, while Vic was, you know, initially getting started there, you know, with his fingers in on the quarterback situation, that's really what I think derailed Vic Fangio's career in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, being a defense, you know, a, excelling as the defensive coordinator in so many places, you know, defense really being his focal point, the problem was that the Broncos didn't have an offense that could complement his defense. And then key injuries to guys like Von Miller and Bradley Chubb yeah. kind of made it difficult for Vic to succeed. But I think he's highly regarded across the league. And what he was able to do in 2018, helping you know Matt Nagy along during that season, really, I think, now, years removed, has become apparent as to how much he was influential in that locker room and to that entire team. Because... Yeah. As a rookie head coach, I don't think Matt Nagy necessarily was as good as we maybe propped him up to be when he won the coach no, of the I year. No, I don't think so. He I was. Th- Ryan Pace was executive of the year that year b- because of the Khalil Mack move. Yeah, yes. That's the only reason. Well, and, and I do think, too, the combination of the Mack move and whatever your expectations are of a team, I think those go a long way in help forming who gets awards. Right. You know, if the Bears coming into that season prior to trading for Mack – Nobody really expected no. them to be a, right. you know, I think maybe a fringe playoff team, but nobody was expecting them to, you know, be a 12-win team that year. And they exceeded expectations, and that goes a long way in helping people win awards. If the yeah. expectations are low and you actually exceed them, well, then a lot of people want to reward you for that. So because the expectations were low, I think both <laughs> Nagy and Pace were direct beneficiaries of that lowered expectations. But where... Where are realistic expectations for what this front office is going to do now to try to to turn things around? Because I don't think anyone's uh, – here's the other thing. Like who who would they hire as a head coach right now? Who would they go out and get? Who I know there are rumors about Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if I want that. Yeah. Leslie Frazier, that makes a little bit more sense maybe. Well, I, I'd be I more – know. Now, Jim Harbaugh, wherever he's been, has it's been a situation where – he t- outside of Michigan, where he's currently at, but right. usually he wears out his welcome after a four or five year stint, whatever with whatever it happens to be, whether it's the GM Trent Balky back in San Francisco. But he usually finds a way to ruffle enough feathers where people are happy to move on after a four or five yeah. year stretch, which means that if you're going to I think you have to be cognizant if you're the Bears and that's a road that you want to go down. I think you have to be aware that your your window with Jim Harbaugh could be shorter than the average NFL head oh, coach if you get it if you get it right. Right. That's why right. it's so appealing to try and find a younger head coach who is in their mid thirties, early forties, because you hope that you're finding the next Bill, Bill Belichick, maybe the next Andy Reid, yeah. who can run your fr- franchise for you know a decade plus. That's why those younger, I think, head coaches are also that's the selling point, right? Right. Totally. The problem totally. is you may end up elevating someone like Matt Nagy, who while he had a successful run, hasn't had enough time to actually prove he's deserving of the position that he got. We'll, we'll see. Of course, it's going to be a long conversation for the next until they make the hire. Of course. Of course. How long was Lovey here? Um, exi- I can't remember it off was the top of my head. eight, nine years, I think. Was it? Yeah. Right, since uh, then. Was it 2002 when he was hired? I'm trying to think. Since then, we've been on this run of three-year coaches, three-year coaches. They, I mean, this is the third coach they've hired since Lovey, and... And no one. 11, 11 se- uh, no, nine years with the Bears. Nine, yeah, years. nine years. From 2004 through 2012. Uh, yes. Right, through the 12th season. And then it was three years with Trustman, three years with 
Fox. Two years with Trustman. Two years. Was it only two? It was two with Trustman. Wow, three, three with Fox. <laughs> yeah, it only. It felt longer than that. Um, and then three years with Fox, and now four with Nagy. Yeah. They, they've got to get this right. They don't need to be doing this again in the next four to five years. Well, that's the hope. But so, and to articulate how bad this organization oh. can be at times. This oh, is outrageous. Go yes, ahead. yes. If you thought, I mean, I, I had texts coming in um, to me from Bears fans, friends who were like, this is a joke, right? This is not completely serious. Oh, no, no, no. If you caught wind of it, you know what I'm talking about. Olin Krutz shared this story with Peggy, Peggy Kaczynski on her podcast with her son, Jason, about how the Bears, when uh, Harry Heenstadt wanted to wanted Olin to come be uh, part of the offensive line crew and help coach up the Bears, what exactly how the Bears went about offering a position to Olin Kruitz. Obviously, I've stayed away from it because, like you said, Peggy, I do have six kids. Uh, my two my two boys, my, my younger boy, James, uh, just joined Josh uh, at Illinois. Coach Bill called him and offered him a scholarship. It was a great day in our house. It was uh, it, it was fun. And I have four young girls, right? So I, have, I do have a lot of kids. But all that being said, um, as you know, football, I'm a football fanatic, right? And, and some things uh, you couldn't turn down if someone just offered you, which would be obviously – way out of the question for the McCaskies and everybody at Hallis Hall. If someone just said, will you come in and help us uh, run the building, change the culture, change our philosophy, and all those kind of things, uh, the answer would obviously be yes. Obviously, uh, you don't go in there for free, right? No one does work for free. Uh, the last time the Chicago Bears tried to get me, uh, uh, you know, full disclosure, Harry Heastan came in. He wanted me to be an assistant. I finally told him yes, that I would join him. Uh, the Chicago Bears offered me $15 an hour. So that is a true story. Uh, so that was a no, um, just because <laughs> some things have to be worth it if you're going to leave your family and, and go do work and, and work for people. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it was an interesting – I don't know, you know, uh, they couldn't have been serious if that was their offer, right? So I never really got to talk to anybody there. I only talked to Harry Heastan. Uh, he, they wanted me in there uh, to help coach the offense alignment and help them train and stuff. I finally agreed to it. I told Harry, you know, just let me know what they're offering. I couldn't do it for that amount, obviously. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, that's what I'm talking about, about the way you do things, about your philosophy, about the way you run the organization. And it's nothing to do with, with me. And uh, if they would want me there, I would love to do it. Uh, gosh, who wouldn't love to do that? Who wouldn't love to help them get better, uh, help Chicago Bears win football games in this city? If you love football, who the hell wouldn't want to do that? Uh, I would love to take a shot at it. Uh, but uh, I don't think it'll happen. Uh, but but they do need to change some things there, obviously, uh, since the last time they won a playoff game was 2010 against the Seattle Seahawks. The Bears are esti- are worth an estimated $3.45 billion by Forbes. $15 an hour. For one of the best players to play for you yes. during the only recent successful run you've had over the last decade. I want to continue to talk about that. Bears fan, what do you think about the Bears offering their one of their greats, Olin Krutz, $15 an hour to come in and be a coach? <laughs> I love that he couldn't say it without laughing. He, it, he, it would, that's it's how that outrageous. absurd and ridiculous yes. it is. That's yes. where we're at as an organization here in Chicago of our favorite football team. I'm Jeff Meller. She's Dion Miller. We'll talk about that next. This is ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
back here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. I'm Jeff Meller along with Dion Miller talking about the Bears as they wrap up their 2021 NFL season. Although I will have to say now that they've extended to 17 games, 18 weeks, the season is bleeding into the new year even further here. Dion. It's weird, right? So when there was football yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm like I used to I'm used to Saturday NFL being playoff games. Sure. But no. Nope, it was But uh, it was on ABC seven, in case anybody was curious. It was. The first game was fun. <laughs> the first game, game was fun. The Cowboys hung fifty. Yeah, Dak Prescott five touchdowns, but the truth is that the uh, Eagles really didn't play anybody no. of significance because they had nothing to gain from the game. They're already in the playoffs. They really couldn't improve their position, so they're like, Jalen Hurts, you go be inactive. All our running backs are inactive, and yeah. we'll just uh, pick it up Let's next see week. see if that pays off for them. So, And there's a lot of games like that this week. The Bears and Vikings is definitely one of them. I yeah. imagine, Dion, that we will get a good effort from the Bears because I think they do truly, really like playing for Matt Nagy. So I do think we'll think get so the too. best from them. Conversely, on the other side of the ball, I'm not sure the same feelings are harbored about Mike Zimmer. So this could very easily be a situation where the Bears win this one in a convincing manner because one team's giving full effort and the other not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make it more watchable? No. No. Yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> I right. know. Listen, I was going to ask you that uh, in a little bit later, but since you brought it up and we've okay. got here, I, it's a perfect segue to me, for me to ask you my Twitter poll for all the folks out there. All right, last Bears game of the season. How much will you watch? Now, Dion, I know because of your job, yes. there's probably only one way you can go. But the choices are, nada, I'm salting my driveway, the, <laughs> the bare minimum, maybe a half, or all because I'm a masochist. Well, probably all. <laughs> I think because of your job. And because of my job. You yes. have to. I kind so, of have to pay So Dion will be bit. taking it in. I actually will have to do highlights of sorts. Yes. That's- Twice over. That On should be fun. Tonight, yeah. Can't wait for that. Join us at 5 o'clock. So if you want to if you want to talk about today's game for some reason, feel free, 312-332-3776. But we are definitely going macro here, discussing yes. the inevitable firing of Matt Nagy tomorrow and what exactly is going to happen with Ryan Pace. And, of course, we just played you the Olin Krutz story he shared with Peggy Kaczynski on her podcast about the Bears offering him $15 an hour oh. to come be an assistant to Harry Heastan. Um if that's not ridiculous enough. So we're taking your calls on all of that as well. Keith is in Hyde Park. He wanted to talk about Olin Krutz's story. What's going on, Keith? Uh, uh, I just wish Olin had took that job. Just my kids know who Olin Krutz is. Okay. They grew up watching the Bears. It, It would give us all an opportunity to say that we make more than Olin Fruit. <laughs> and that is outrageous. Actually, it, it, I would have I would have to take a severe pay cut in order to just to be on the same level with Olin Cruz. <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you. It, I have a fe- I have a feeling had he taken the job that that information would not have gotten out. That, um, but it, it's just like Olin said to Peggy that it it just it was it was not it. We know Olin Cruz isn't hurting for money no he he played over a decade in the nfl he's doing okay but of course it's just a sign of respect oh my goodness you're you're asking him to give up time with his family yes to come out and help you as an organization again an all-time great 
he's on the fringe. He's got a chance to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I, I don't know if it will play out that way because centers, unfortunately, are somewhat underappreciated when it comes to getting into the Hall of Fame. But if if it wasn't a crunch on only allowing five players year after year to get in and then, you know, the additional two from the veterans or whatever it happens to be, he would have, I think, if there wasn't so many limit limitations on it, he would absolutely be going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He still may. But this is, again, an all-time great, and this is how you choose to try and... Like, if that's the case, if Ryan Pace doesn't want him around, Dion, then tell Harry he stands, no, you know what? Olin had an issue in New Orleans as things were unfolding, and I believe Ryan Pace was there when that happened, where him and Drew Brees got into it at the end of his career. Mm -hmm. And so maybe Ryan Pace had some bad feelings towards Olin Kruitz because of the way that played out in New Orleans. But if that's the case, you... Need to avoid the conflict and say and tell him that situation. Be like, Harry, I can't have Olin Kruitz as right. a coach in my don't go about this is where this is the, yeah. the organization doesn't understand what they're doing. You make yeah. an offensive offer to one of your all time greats. It's it's so insulting and it's 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 embarrassing. It, they should be embarrassed that that is out there. I, I I hope I hope that the decision has not been made to retain Ryan Pace. And as we get more information like this coming out, they're seeing just how broken they are as an organization. Let's yeah. try Mike, who's yeah. in Norwich. Hey, Mike, you're on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show with Jeff Meller and Deion Miller. Jeff, Deion, I hope you're doing well on this last fair Sunday for the year. Um, I just wanted to bring up, I listen to the radio a lot, and I feel like even the uh, weekday guys don't bring up how on January 1st, I forgot if it was 2019 or 2020, they had like the end of the year press conference. Nagy and Pace came up there. They talked about how they had to reevaluate everything, look at the coaching staff for the next couple months. And then a couple hours after the press conference, they hired Hel- or fired Helfrich, fired Heastead, fired the tight end coach. And that just shows like a lack of accountability. Like, you go up there for the one time a year you guys talk, and then you guys lie about all this stuff, and then leave and just, like, make these moves you guys didn't want to discuss. And I feel like that just adds to the lack of respect for people that work there, accountability, and it just makes ownership look bad to future players that do come there. No, well said, Mike, right? Yeah, I, I think- uh, it's a great point. I remember I remember that press conference for sure where they sat there and they were, you know, saying all these fluffy words about how, what they're going to evaluate and they're going to see, and it was during that moment that they were firing offensive coordinator and they were making changes that they didn't they weren't forthright with and you know another thing i always hear that just goes to show so where the organization doesn't know how to actually properly win and fix their situation remember when they initially hired ryan pace dion they also worked with ernie corsi in finding their next head coach to pair with ryan pace their young gm who had never done it before and they listened to him, and that's how they got. They went about hiring John Fox to become the head, the first head coach under Ryan Pace. And the problem there that we find out years later is clearly they weren't on the same page, right? Clearly, Fox and Pace, and that's fine. But if you're going to make the move to hire Ryan Pace to be your GM, you need to allow him allow him the autonomy to go ahead and pick his head coach so that three years later after the John Fox era ends in Chicago and is a complete debacle to the point where you can't even share with him that you want to go draft Mitch Trubisky. That says it all. And I hate Ryan Pace needs to be held accountable 
for the entirety of his tenure as the Bears GM. Not just the Matt Nagy era where no. they had two playoff appearances where it was better than Fox, but the three years prior to that where Fox was trying to you know build it up from the studs after Mark Tressman left them in absolute disarray. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ryan Pace, fine. Maybe John Fox wasn't his choice, but the truth is, he was the GM. So somewhere somewhere in that organization, there's a complete breakdown yeah. that either Ryan Pace needs to be vocal enough to say, if I'm taking this job, I'm going to hire my head coach. Or the Bears need to recognize that if you're hiring somebody, you need to allow them to hire their people. Yes. And this just time and time again, until they fix where they're at as an organization, and I don't think fixing it involves elevating Ryan Pace to president of football <laughs> that operations. That doesn't do it. No. They're, we're going to be doing this same show over and over and over again. The frustrating thing, Jeff, is that they are acting like they're like we're watching something on the field that they aren't watching, right? Yeah. Like, don't we're not stupid. Don't act like you don't see exactly what we see too, and then say, "Well, we ended on a three-game winning streak." I mean, we recovered yeah. from losing five, six, four in a row. Like, oh, oh my gosh! Like, when did that become the standard? Like. Again, I don't point to Matt Nagy's two playoff appearances as some overwhelming success. No, the only reason they got in last year was like they, because they of, expanded the playoffs. They, yes, because of unprecedented times. That's not a playoff appearance. I'm and, sorry. And yes, and like, or yeah, fine. Well, no, it, I'm not sorry. That was awful. Yeah, they it, need to, that. That was when you, they needed to make changes. You don't get credit for sneaking into the playoffs. No, and then being. Eh, Don't not, brag not about really, it. Not really competitive <laughs> no. in your playoff game. And then the one time you did make it and were a favorite yes. in that game at home, you lose. That's a disaster, too. Yes. When you go into that playoff game against the Eagles at Soldier Field as the favorite in that game and you lose, that's a problem as well. Yes. It's a problem. And yet somehow they point to, oh, we were, we, we, we've been in playoffs two out of the last three years. Two, oh, four gross. years in Matt It's gross. Let's try Roscoe in Antioch has an idea about how tomorrow is going to play out. What's going on, Roscoe? Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing Good. well. Good. Dion, you do a great job on ABC7. Keep oh, it up. bless. Thank you. So I guess tomorrow the way I'm kind of looking at it is the sense of dread. Uh, you know, you know, when you see a car crash and you know it's going to happen and it's in slow motion. Yes. And yet you just can't look away. That's going to be tomorrow. I, I, I just, you know, everything you hear, I guess I, I read something this morning that Matt Nagy's going to call the plays today. What, what, a, what a way to go out. I mean, let's, let's let the man go out with some style. But I just, you know, the whole thing with the Olin Cruz and the $15 per hour, if if you did business like this, I don't think ABC Seven and ESPN would operate. I just I just don't know what goes through these people's heads, and maybe 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 they'll surprise us. But boy, I just think tomorrow with your eighteen hours of coverage or whatever it is, it's just going to be that <laughs> car wreck all over again. And I'm just I, I guess I'm morbidly curious, but I know exactly what's going to happen. I've been watching this. Uh, for 50 years, and this is ridiculous. So I, I hear you, Roscoe. I going to enjoy it, and we'll go from there. Listen, no matter what, I promise you we will have fun. Um, if it does turn into a car crash, at least uh, Gallo's humor. We'll laugh, and we'll enjoy it together tomorrow. Uh, again, as he mentioned, we're going with the Bears Bonanza tomorrow. Cap and Jay Hood start at 5 a.m. tomorrow, so all local, all day long. Uh, and then Deanne and I will be preempting Greeny tomorrow from 12 to 2 so that you are covered with everything that is going on with the Bears organization. Again, we all expect Matt Nagy to be let go. 
Will we find out tonight after the game? Will they hold off and wait until tomorrow morning? It doesn't really matter because I think for me the real question is what is going to happen with Ryan Pace and will we have any clarity about that? Uh, Roscoe mentioned Matt Nagy and play calling, and if you missed it, we'll let you hear how that's going to go. We'll do that next. (laughs) This hour is brought to you by Northwestern Basketball, Chicago's Big Ten team. Coach Collins and the Cats host Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, and more in Big Ten play. Buy tickets now at nusports.com. This is the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. The Bears wrap up their season today at 6 and 10 as they visit the Minnesota Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings are 7 and 9. And this game will not matter in terms of who finishes second. The Vikings will win tiebreakers no matter what. So that matters for next season's schedule because the Bears are locked into the third spot in the NFC North, which means that they will take on the other third-place teams in the division for the three games in the NFC next season. So that, again, I don't know what they're playing for today outside of pride for Matt Nagy. That's what I'm saying. Like, I... I don't know if I need a week 18. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I think we've been talking about Matt Nagy losing his job since before Thanksgiving. We've, I, I still, I believe there is some truth to that, to that report that came out over that week that Nagy was informed of something. I, I think he protests too much that, uh, nope, we haven't said a word. We're, we're waiting until after the season. I don't believe you. I think, see, I think what happened was, that Mark Conkle got a tip from somebody in the know that the Bears were probably strongly considering letting Matt Nagy go after the Lions game. I don't think he was ever informed that that was being talked about or even considered. Okay. But once somewhere, someone who was relaying information, I believe, to Conkle, probably went a little too far because it doesn't make any sense from an NFL standpoint, to inform a coach that he's being fired and still have him coach a game. game. So that's that's where there's a disconnect. And this is where you can ask the question, how many McCaskies have a a pipeline to somebody who's making... Listen, there's a lot of McCaskies who have some type of ownership stake in the team. And so this is where you start to wonder, okay, and it's not even just the McCaskies. There's Pat Ryan, you know, uh, I'm... Yeah, Pat and Andy McKenna, mm-hmm. who both have ownership stakes. So there's lots of people who have an idea of what could be happening within the organization. So I do think there was a strong consideration, and that's probably why Conco went with that report. But I think whoever was giving him that info had clearly had something that was incorrect. And the, part, the piece that I believe was incorrect was Matt Nagy being informed. But now this week, Boomer Esiason said that he was also told that this is has already happened that or, is true right and matt nagy was asked about that this was his response you know i can clear it up you know i i again as i always tell you i, I i'm very honest and open with y'all and that has not been told to me um you know there's there's going to be reports that come out um probably at this time of the season so um anything that is said or reported by anybody um is is just that you know i haven't been been told anything and I'm a pretty good source to ask. So I think you're doing a good job asking me. I would say that anybody that has a report that 
is going to talk to somebody who talked to somebody who talked to somebody. It's probably best to just like I call me up and ask me. I promise you, I'll tell you the truth. You know what I mean? I'm a pretty good source. So that that was his response. The truth is, though, Dion, it really doesn't matter because the only reason to inform him was if you wanted to take advantage of potentially interviewing right. possible head coaching candidates on teams from around the league, and they didn't do that. And so because they didn't do it, it really is irrelevant whether or not they informed him. I understand why everybody had to ask him the question this past week because that report, like you said, by Boomer Esiason was out there. But at this point, kind of irrelevant. Doesn't matter if they've informed him or not. All that matters is the result that we find out either after the game game tonight or tomorrow morning, which we all expect to be Matt Nagy being relieved of his duties right and and that report was followed by you know people saying that pace is going to be retained which that that was the other thing like if they have informed him who is the one who's going to be making the next hire and and can they can they keep pace here's a question can they keep pace and repurpose him to a point where he is not involved with what he had a hand in for seven years and he'll be okay with it and the next will be okay with it like i don't is it no that I think that's probably the best question because if it's true that he's actually going to be either reassigned or elevated with a new title how much input will Ryan Pace have in the roster construction of the Bears which you know I'm going to say it I think it's been a a a pretty bad failure yes. under his regime yes. it has not worked out you look at we look at all the position groups there's not a whole lot to be excited about everything i think bears fans are clinging to is the fact that you have justin fields who was outstanding in college and had a lot of talent Ugh. but let's be honest what we've seen from him on the field has left a lot to be desired right two and eight so we're cl- i mean that's his record as a rookie we're clinging to pedigree still yes we yes we one, are one season and, and this is something i want to ask you about and we will discuss in the next hour as well is what's what grade do you give justin fields for his rookie season i uh, will do that in the next hour 312-332-3776 along with uh, teddy greenstein he'll join us let us know what's going on on uh, points bet what bets you might want to make in this meaningless game today. We'll also have Dion's notebook coming up at 1135. So plenty to do in the 11 o'clock hour. But I do want to play as well. Um, that previous caller joked about the play calling. Yeah. And what oh, exactly gosh. Matt Nagy is going to do. He was asked directly, hey. He was. Because we all know it's his last game. Hey, will you be uh, <laughs> calling some plays on Sunday? Uh, I'm not going to call plays, no. And if I I might. If I decide to, I will. I'm not, uh, you know, but we're, we're, uh, we're going to let – Bill, go ahead and continue to do what he's been doing a great job at this whole time. You know, so we'll we'll have a little fun out there. What? <laughs> Wait, what? So are you or aren't you? Um, uh, I'm not going to call plays. No, and if I I might if I decide to, I will. I'm not, uh, you know, but we're we're uh, we're going to let Bill go ahead and continue to do what he's been doing a great job at this whole time. You know, so we'll we'll have a little fun out there. Uh, so it leads you to believe that uh, he's going to have at least some hand in something regarding the play calling because this may be his last crack at it for a while, right? Yeah, oh, I think and again, he's going to try and call plays today with because no- he's got his quarterback behind center. This is this is the dream scenario. Go out with a bang Ugh. on a high note. Hey, when was it the Monday night against the Vikings When at halftime? When, right, they scored a bunch of points in the second quarter? Wow, it's all blending together, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Help me. Anyway, uh, it was halftime, and the halftime report, or was it the Sunday night game against the Packers? Yes. I think it was that one. It was one. the Packers where they were having was. fun. Yes. Yes. It was, and that's what yeah, he said. He's yeah. like, oh, that was a lot of fun. Yes. Na- Matt Nagy, 
my friend, you are coaching for your job, for your livelihood. You're, it's not supposed to be a joyride. You, you, we need more. We need more. We need more. That's what he should have said. Not that that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Because they didn't do anything the rest of the game. It, listen, to the end, he's being him. He's being him. He's, he's be you. He be you. He is following his mantra to a T to the very end. We'll see what happens. Again, uh, we have a Bears Bonanza for you tomorrow. <laughs> I at- love that. Title. That's uh, <laughs> credit to our new uh, content director, Danny Zetterman. He coined the phrase Bears Bonanza long ago, Dion. That's, uh, that's been his, uh, his thing for a while. So we're uh, living it tomorrow. Love five it. to nine, Cap and Jay Hood. They will uh, be on starting at 5 a.m. Carmen Yerko will take over from nine to noon. Dion and I will be on preempting Greeny from noon to two. And then, of course, Waddle and Sylvie take over from two to six, and then Chris Black will take you up until the national championship game as Adam Abdallah will be attending that game in person in Indianapolis, which is why he will not be alongside Black uh, in the evening, but Black uh, will be uh, on the air for about an hour as we lead you up to the national championship game, which we will have for you right here on ESPN 1000. All right, plenty to talk about here with one only one hour left to go. We laid it all out for you, and also one former Bear who has achieved plenty of great things in his coaching career. Is it that much more realistic that he actually is interested in this job? We'll talk about that next in two minutes.